Okay, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. I am your host, Illy Vish. I have a special guest with me tonight to talk about a subject um, that I've been seeing get a lot of just chatter about recently and I thought it was important to talk about this. Um, we're going to talk about soulmates. I have Coach Kair or Coach K as he's known sometimes too, um, on the show with me. Welcome, Coach. What's happening? What's happening? Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, it's a, it's really nice to have you here. I've followed your live videos on Facebook. Um, you always are dropping knowledge, astrological knowledge, spiritual knowledge. You're just a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Well, hey, man, I'm just... I think I'm just a voice for the creator, one of the many voices for the creator. A lot of people say we're all mirrors of God, but some of us are voices for the creator. Yes. And um, I know a long time ago, I didn't really have a coach Kyrie in my life, so I don't want people to be without, you know, the wisdom that a coach Kyrie has right now that I've had the advantage of getting by really sitting with a lot of great people. Wonderful. So definitely want to share what you have learned to help other people. That's that's definitely a beautiful thing. And I had I caught you talking, having a discussion on, on soulmates. And let me tell you, guys, this thing was so enthralling. It was like on a Friday night. I'm listening. I cooked. I did a couple things. This talk went on for three hours. It was just so deep. And it just really made me be like, huh, I have to talk to him about this. I want to get him on here to discuss. You really dropped some jewels, like some serious jewels. Well, what do you mean? What what was so serious? Well, the thing about it is we all have these preconceived notions that we're sometimes not willing to budge from. As far as, okay, you say the word soulmate. That makes a person have a certain picture in their head of what that looks like and what that is. And as you were describing in your talk, you know, a lot of people are associating that with something that it's not because you you likened it to, um, you know, we're holding mirrors for our soulmate. They hold up a mirror for us. And a lot of people are like, what? <laughs> because this term is romanticized and kind of just made to seem like, you know, it's your perfect fit. No, no challenge or growth is indeed there. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I have, um, I got Pisces ruling my seventh house. Mm -hmm. So I'm in kind of, of a conundrum because my north node is in Pisces, but I'm a Virgo rising. Okay. So the Virgo rising makes me stick to the facts about relationships. Gotcha. And I can see how it's so romanticized and how everything is, oh my God, it's got to be this way. Blah, blah, blah. And then you get so many relationships get jammed up. Like, that's kind of how I was, not how I was introduced to astrology, but what hooked me was when I started looking at my dysfunctional family's charts. Oh, my mother okay. and father got divorced when I was 12, and I started looking at, you know, their charts and saying, why didn't, you know, what would have happened if they would have known astrology or how could I have gotten it any earlier via my parents? Because I was like, oh, well, I think it's a parental position or um, what do you call that? Uh, not position, but um, the parental responsibility. Okay. To like, if, you, if you're going to food, clothes, and shelter me, then why won't you teach me astrology too? If that's the case, if you're going to do that, help <laughs> me out. You're really going to arm me. Yes. You know, do that. So my parents were like, you have to work hard. You have to, okay, so you instilled hard work into me. Okay. Right. You instilled brushing my teeth and putting on deodorant, but why you didn't instill running these keywords to these twelve zodiac signs? Why you didn't, you know, emphasize learning aspects and learning dates and all of that? Right. So, um, when I look and see kind of like how both of them approached relationships, I saw that the main culprit was romance and then my degree is in professional history okay so the europeans the french actually were not taking baths 
And during the romantic period, they were using perfume to cover up the funk. So now we got this period called the romantic period where everybody was living deceitfully. Hmm. You smell somebody underneath it, it was funk. You see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. oh, why did why were the perfumes so strong? Because the funk was so strong. Yeah. Right? And then you had uh, people lying, using poetry to get the girls. Like how people are using their lyrics now. Drake is just a reincarnated Frenchman. You know, he was just telling all these lyrics. And then he get with the girl, and then, like, she doesn't, um, she's not happy. He's not delivering on the promise that, you know, because a lot of women were, a lot of women pick men using their ears. Hmm. So when she's using her ears, she hears all this nice poetry. But then what does he do? He is a two-minute brother <laughs> and give her some kind of, you know, STD. Hmm. She was like, wait a minute. In the poem, you said this, that, and the third. But now the perfume is worn off and you trash in the bedroom. This is the romantic period? <laughs> yes. That is the uh, romantic period. And so there was no science, there was no relationship science going on. So yeah, a lot of disgruntled women, you know, going, and because that's also where the first, uh, first act of feminism as modern day feminists, if they track their history back, that's where it started at. Okay. Because they started using women stand in front of the front line of the army because they wanted to be equal. And so I'm like, man, y'all got too much romance in this thing. <laughs> and you're not dealing with the facts. And you just say, oh, my soulmate. Like, it's just got to be one person. And, oh, man, it's just so much. You done got me started right now. I, like, for I instance, hear you. In astrology, a woman wants a porn star, a husband, and a prince charming to all be the same person. <laughs> well, guess what? Guess what, ladies? It normally don't happen. That's true. Because your, Mar your Mars is your porn star. Okay. Your Jupiter is your prince charming. Okay. And the sun is the ideal husband. Wow. So if you're a Gemini with a Mars in Sag and a Jupiter in Pisces, that's three dudes. What you gonna do? <laughs> you know what I mean, what you gonna do? I feel you. you I feel you. You find three. You find three guys, or you, or you gonna, or you gonna have to settle, or you are gonna have to be like, oh man. So these energies don't all, and that in itself wrecks your romanticism. Wow. So now I gotta deal with the facts of what am I gonna do? Because I might even just go date me and Aries. And he may be my husband. Right. And we may stay married for 30 years. So it's just so many aspects that go on, man. It's just crazy. But yeah. I wanted to talk about that whole soulmate piece so people would have the facts. And I was like, I, I could not imagine before, because it was just going through my head. Like, I get a message from God, and he'd be like, okay, go do this live. I had no idea that somebody would have been like, you know, you're going to be on here for three hours and 15 minutes. Right. I would have been like, man, you crazy. I'm going to do like 30 minutes. I might do, you know, 45, but I'm getting out of here. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, like you said, it was three hours. And yeah. I was like, damn. And I wasn't tired. My mouth wasn't dry. I was like, yo, that was crazy. It was really on point. And when you just said what you said, I'm looking at my own Jupiter, Mars, and Sun. My goodness. <laughs> I have Jupiter and Mars and Virgo though and a Pisces sign that's interesting since that Pisces Virgo acts as like you were talking about how you'll look at your Virgo rising as you're looking at the facts of things whereas you're a Piscean energy and you can understand all the romanticism so that's why the way I think that had a lot to do with the way that you were describing things because you made things make sense because I mean if the soulmate is holding up a mirror, can you explain what you meant when you said, you know, we're holding mirrors for holding up mirrors for our soulmates and they're doing the same for us. What exactly did you mean when you said that? Gotcha. So let me kind of break it down like this. I'm going to have to explain the difference between spirit and soul first. Okay. So spirit is like the clouds. 
and that's where we all are. The clouds contain the water, and that's where we're one with God. But the raindrops that come down from the clouds to earth are the individual souls. Ah. So we're coming from the same place. We're coming from the clouds, but each of these raindrops or each of these snowflakes, it consists of the same thing, but they're made up, they're structured differently. Right. So we each contain a piece of God. We each are a reflection of one another because we're all from the raindrop crew. And so instead of saying, I'm black, I'm Moorish, I'm the Wapian, I'm Ifa, I'm Pisces, we're all from the raindrop crew. Because soul doesn't have, soul doesn't have a gender, nor does soul have a zodiac sign. So each soul is coming down here on a basic assignment of growth. Everybody write this down. Growth is the purpose. Everything else is the result. Growth, growth is, is the purpose. purpose. Everything, everything else, else is the result. result. That's what you came down here for because in the clouds, all you could do was obey. All you could do was obey. As soon as you left the cloud, as a soul, as a raindrop, God started the comedy show and gave you this thing called free will. <laughs> now, free will gives you the ability to buck the, buck the system. The ultimate system is the rules that God had for you while you were in the cloud, while you were in spirit. Everything was just turning perfectly, turning, turning perfectly, but there were no challenges. Mm. And God knows his rules. If you have no challenges, you cannot grow. So boom, you decide, I'm ready to grow some more. That's why I say I'm a spiritual being having a physical, having a human experience. Gotcha. Write that down to I'm a physical, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Spiritual being, so human experience. I got this thing where I can reflect because when, what happens when you look at a still lake of water? You can see yourself. It's a reflection. Yes. So this lake is many, many drops of water. It can go back up as evaporation. It can come down as raindrops. But at a very still space, you can see yourself in this, in this water. So as we grow and go through challenges, we, we have already made contractual agreements mm -hmm. with other members of the raindrop clique and to say, hey, yo, when I see you, I'm going to need your help in my growth. Gotcha. No problem. I'm going to need your help, too. But we have amnesia. I amnesia is what keeps God laughing. <laughs> because if we knew, we wouldn't hurt people. See what I'm saying? Right. I'm reading. Um, I'm reading a book right now, um, a little book for children called "The Little Soul and the Sun," and it's probably every bit of 25 pages or 30 pages. Uh -huh. But it's written by the two guys who wrote "Conversation with God," okay. and it's so funny that somebody recommended this book to me after I had finished doing all three of the soulmate videos. And we had these agreements that in our search for more experiences, that's why we're leaving spirit to come down here and grow. So when we return back to spirit, we will be evolved. So that's a part of coming down here. So the soulmate has to hold up that mirror and say, man, check yourself. Gotcha. Check yourself. Check yourself while this is going on. Think of the, um, like a marching band, and they're about to go out on the field. They're always looking at one, all the drummers are looking at the other drummers and making sure their hats are on right. All the flute players are looking at the other flute players and making sure, you know, they got their stuff right. Everybody's checking everybody else's outfit. Look at a bodybuilding contest. Even though they are competing against one another, they're making sure that their um, outfits are, you know, in place or that they, hey, hey, can you put some oil right here for me or whatever? Right. Like, they're, they're checking things for them. But we as, but we as human beings who suffer from amnesia forget that we're souls. 
but then we thought getting this Hollywood, you know, illusion of what a soulmate is, someone that I can just love like Romeo and Juliet and have sex with all the time and we never have to go to work and we live our life in the bedroom <laughs> and never face no challenges. Oh, uh, this is so <laughs> ludicrous. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So ludicrous. But, but it's also Piscean in nature. I, you know, Pisces a lie. That's the biggest liar in the zodiac. <laughs> I know. Please, team Pisces, I'm not saying that you're like a liar, but it's just the nature, the lo- the lower level of your spirituality is confusion and misunderstanding. Disillusionment. And to deceit. Yes. The higher end of Pisces is spirituality, enlightenment, your Akashic records. So I ain't hating on Pisces. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, I but understand. The, but the opposite of enlightenment is pure deceit, you know? And a lot of y'all don't want to do the work. But the, here's the thing. For you other 11 signs, I'm talking about you, too. Because everybody's got some Pisces in their chart. Exactly. Everybody. So um, mine just so happens to be in, you know, ruling my seventh house. And um, that's kind of how it unfolded to me about, yo, this is God's mission. The seventh house, the seventh letter of the alphabet, G is for geometry, G is for God, that's the Freemasonic house, and relationships. Seven billion people on the planet. You're gonna have to learn how to relate to people. And for us to have better partnerships, I went back and was like, man, if my mother wouldn't have abandoned my father, if my father wouldn't have abandoned my mother, they would have held the mirror for one another, then there would be, I don't know what would have happened because it couldn't have been no worse. Right. It was tragedy what, what they went through, but what if I would have saw that? And so I want people to wake up, start doing the work so their children will see them. Their children will see them holding the mirror because that's how our kids learn. Yes. They don't learn all the time by you saying, okay, Janae, you sit down and I want to, yeah, whatever. As long as you turn your back, I'm going to watch exactly what you did. Okay? If you went running in high heels, I'm going to think that that's what people do, run in high heels. Yep. You know, if you went to, if you went to church with sneakers on, I'm going to think that that's normal. So, you know, that was a lot of the reasons why I wanted to talk about um, holding up the mirror for the soulmates. I love how you put that. I really do, especially because it made me think of this meme where this woman got all this praise. I think she's on the train reading and her child is reading too. And they're like, oh, how did you get her to do that? And she's like, she's, because I read. They, you know, they do what we see, what they see. So I think it's really interesting that when you were talking about soulmates before and now that the holding the mirror and people not doing that comes up because the free will still exists. Like we could have made these contracts with people and then, you know, when we come into this incarnation, because of that amnesia that you're talking about, you know, we don't remember it. And sometimes we choose not to do the work, right? <laughs> That's right. We choose to goof off. And opportunities Hello. are missed <laughs> for growth when that happens. Man. And then what happens when opportunities are missed. Well, you're not, you, you may miss out on something. It might've been leading you to something you wanted. Oh, it's worse than that. How did the opportunity come to you in the first place? Do you mean like in terms of manifesting it for yourself or the opportunity being set up with the contract? Yeah. How did that happen? If you had a contract with a soul, so let's say you and I had some kind of contract for us to meet as astrologers mm-hmm. and do this call before I was born. Okay. So I came down to earth before you did because I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. So what type of intelligence created the circumstances that brought us back together? The spiritual so intelligence that existed with the contract? Say that one more time. The spiritual intelligence that existed with the contract? Right. So this force, this creative, this, 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 this spiritual intelligence is a force 
that has everything coordinated that it runs in, you know, that it has to set this thing up that you would, uh, that me and you would run into each other at the right time that would set off the DNA explosion in order for us to say, hey, let's go do this podcast together. Right. So if you miss that opportunity, now you're telling the universe, I want you to go through the trouble of setting this up uh, all the way again. And the universe is going to be like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, it took me 3,000 years to get this opportunity set up. Or it took me 15 years. Or it took me 185 years to get this opportunity set up. And you just want me just to, oh, yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, I got free will. Just go set it up again. <laughs> nah. Wow. Nah, you missed this. Nah, you missed this train, player. It's a, it's a 4th of July in Atlanta, and you missed the bus. It's not going to be every 30 minutes. Your ass going to be standing outside for a while. Damn. For a while. That is a hell of a yeah. way to look at it. I love the way you put it. It's raw. It's real. It really is. Missing that opportunity that, you, that was set up already. So in terms of people thinking, you know, all right, you deal with a soulmate. Would that be anybody that you're in a relationship with? What do you, What is your opinion on that? I mean, I know they don't necessarily have to be romantic, but, you know, would you say anybody we're intimate with is our soulmate on some level? Hmm. No. You're trying to go back to romance. Yeah, okay. A lot of people on that call. That's why it was three hours. <laughs> they wanted to make all the intimate people that they had sex with soulmates. <laughs> and so, no. So, okay. I'm going to say no. Some can be. And some might not be, just like um, my geometry teacher told me a story about the Pythagorean theorem. And he also helped me um, using geometry and becoming a better man. He's my soulmate. Gotcha. And I'm strictly heterosexual. Understandable. You know what I'm saying? Uh And a big shout out to Sherman Sumter. I don't even, I'm, I'm looking for him and can't even find him. Right now, I want to just, like, go back and be like, bruh, man, you don't even understand how much you have contributed, you know what I'm saying, to me. And um, so, no, they don't always have to, there does not always have to be a form of intimacy in order for you to have an experience with a soulmate. I say a soulmate, hmm, there's two phases. Sometimes when you hold the mirror, that's like somebody G-checking you. Okay. <laughs> they, 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 they hold it and saying, yo, and look at, you know, check yourself out, man. Look at this. Now, they may not say it like that, but they may be standing there holding something that may be unpleasant to you, but you're going to grow from it. Right. So that could be a person that you're having sex with. True. You know what I'm saying? Possibly. But then there's also someone who may not hold a mirror, but they may be a mirror. Mm. They may come and mirror you. They may mirror your high-end stuff, or they may mirror your bullshit. Yes. And by them mirroring your high-end, you say, man, I want to evolve some more. Thank you, soulmate. Or if they mirror your bullshit and you say, I'm so sick and tired of that, I'm going to evolve and grow past that bullshit you're showing me. That's really me. Thank you, soulmate. Right. Wow. Powerful. Right. So, but like I said, we're so caught up and we want everything to be associated. We don't even know what the definition of sex is. I could do a whole show on that. I know you could. What the definition of sex is? Creation? Or love. Or trust. Absolutely not. No? No. All right, watch this. Um, uh, 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 do you play basketball? Are you a fan of basketball? I've watched basketball. I don't play it, even though I'm so tall. Most people assume I do, <laughs> but um, okay. I watch it occasionally. How tall, how tall is a How tall is a basketball rim? I don't know. It's ten feet. Ten feet. Okay. And if you go to Google and say how tall is the, is the rim, it's going to be ten feet all over the world. Japan. Uh, Iceland, Russia, NBA, college, high school. So it's, that's the standard, right? Okay. So if we go to the scientific field and we say, what is the formula for water? 
What's the formula for water that you have in, in your house right now, Jermaine? What's the formula? For water, H2O? Is there any argument? Can, can anybody argue that? No. Absolutely not, right? Right. Like it's, and, if, and if you go to Miami and say, what's the formula for water, what's it going to be? H2O. Uh, in Syria or Egypt, what's the formula for water? H2O, same thing. Right. And, and there's not going to be any argument or difference. It's going to be scientifically, this is H2O. If you add one more atom, you got something different. If you take one atom away, you got something else. You got hydroxide. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or you got whatever. But if you ask six people what the definition of sex is, you're going to get 10 answers. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> if you ask if you ask three people what love is, you're going to get 22 answers. But if you ask 10 people what water is, you're going to get one answer. Same answer every time. H2O. And I'm talking about like probably from fourth grade. From fourth grade up, everybody knows that water is H2O. But from fourth grade up, people do not know what sex is for, what love is, or what the word trust means. Hmm. And we jacked up. That's just like people, like, uh, is Pisces a water sign? Uh, bruh, yes. Absolutely. Some people still think Aquarius is a water sign. It's the water mm. bearer, but it's definitely not mm. a water sign. <laughs> it's definitely not a water sign, right. Aquarius is an air sign. I got some men over here raising their hand like, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, um, so, no, sex is for creating and manifesting. Oh, okay. It's, it's not for love. It don't have anything to do with love. It doesn't have anything to do with love because love is giving, seeking nothing in return. Love is a verb. Yes. It's not an emotion. So we got, we think love is an emotion. Well, love is a, a sexual act. Uh, it's a physical act. It doesn't have to be intimate. Show me some love. How many times you done went somewhere and heard somebody say, show me some love? Yeah. yeah. Show me some love. Now, we're beating y'all up tonight with a bunch of Venus right now, but hey, we're going to have to talk about uh, relationship languages, which is your Venus position in your chart. That's why, and that's me. I'm a seventh house dude. That's it. My North Node is in my seventh house. My spiritual destiny has to come through relationships. Hmm. So that's my particular specialty. I see. Wow. I really feel like you're smacking me in the face with, with a lot of what you're saying, but in the in the best of ways. Um, I guess because of the skewed view on things, not only do people romanticize soulmates, but then you hear people, because this came up in your chat too, where it's like, okay, well, if there's one thing or one title that people assign to this person is you're only one of this, then they talk about twin flames. So I remember that came up in your uh -oh. chat too. And you said, uh -oh. you, yo, you went in. I remember you picked up like um, one of those pencil or a pen canisters. And yep. you, you had a bunch of pencils and pens in there. And then you had one, I think, like highlighter. And I loved what you said. Yeah. I loved what you said. So can you clue them in on to this wonderful knowledge that you dropped that night? Because that was dope. Okay. So I didn't know that so many people had never even heard of a soulmate. And then I didn't know that so many people had not heard of a twin flame. Mm -hmm. Right? And so... I guess I was talking to the people who had never heard of Soulmate, and then I had talked to the people who had heard of Soulmate but didn't hear of Twin Flames, but then I had to talk to people about who had heard about Twin Flames, or who knew, you know, or, or had some knowledge or background about Twin Flames. Mm -hmm. And a Soulmate, you can have many, but a Twin Flame, you're only going to have one, and you may not have the experience of a twin flame in this lifetime or the next lifetime or the next few or couple of lifetimes mm -hmm. because the soulmate like i said is kind of a sign through contract when you 
come down from the cloud, but the twin flame, you must deserve. You must deserve the twin flame. You gotta deserve it. It's gotta be mad work okay. to be put in. Because the twin flame is helping you do your final ascension out of here. Soulmate is just holding the mirror so you can grow. You still may have to come back and do another 10 lifetimes. Another 55 lifetimes. I could see that. I could see that. So, right. And, and, and the movie for this is Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. You gotta watch gotta watch cloud atlas i feel like i've seen parts of it but never the whole but you know considering that it relates to this topic i can watch it you know with new eyes those were the same guys who made the matrix or my fault they they brought the matrix to the to the market it wasn't their movie we already know that yes however that's another subject for another day indeed but um yes so the twin flame though is yeah it's it's the highlight reel. It's not the and what I was using was um, color pencils. So I have a oh, okay. thirty-six pack of color pencils that I'm using to uh, color in my tarot cards. And so, but I have one a six pack of pencils that doesn't look anything like those little um, pencils. It's big. It's square. Those other ones are small and round. And that's the that's the twin flame. And this is why I am a proponent and people like, get kind of salty because they want to possess people in relationships. And I say, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you should be getting them prepared for their next relationship. Hmm. If you're all together for five minutes, five years or 50 years, have you made them, have you contributed to them being a better person? Wow. Because I'm tired of meeting shitty leftovers. I know that's right. You know? I'm I'm super appreciative of the uh, women that I have met that are in my life now, coming and going. I ain't tripping. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, because, because I'm a residual of the prior relationships that I've had before I met you. So I think everybody should be sending a check back to my last three girlfriends. I feel you. If you're happy with what you got, then you should be kicking like Bruce Lee. <laughs> you know? I'm happy with, you know what I'm saying, the, the friends I have right now, I'm just like, you don't want to talk about your ex? Let me get them off with a cash app or a PayPal. You no, know, something. A, a card. Something. <laughs> but if you get, if you pick up some trash, which we all have at times, or we let some trash in, and we get you know, get 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 infiltrated. It's because their former partners were doing a bullshit job as a soulmate. Mm. They weren't they weren't holding the mirror, and they were actually trying to take from them or deteriorate or all types of stuff. You know, so it's 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 not it's a definitely a no bueno for me. Um, when I meet somebody who I can tell they've had some crazy relationships. Now, sometimes if I find myself in that soulmate position, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be the one to contribute. Gotcha. I'm going to be the one to contribute and be like, you know what? This might not last long because I can't stand your little stank attitude and <laughs> whine and complain too much. However, <laughs> <laughs> I may introduce you to astrology or meditation or well, I may tell you a good word yes. that may change your life. So the next person that you get with, you do a little less stank. Is a, can I say stank on your podcast? You can say you whatever say you want. I say all types of things. So Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, you can say stank, definitely. I, no, no offense will be taken. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't want stank, you know what I mean? So... Um, I try to brush it up a little bit, but I ain't going to put too much perfume on it. But as a soulmate, I may be like, yo, let me give you some radical honesty, player. You got a stank attitude. You whine and complain too much. And um, <laughs> I don't really tolerate that around here. And you'll probably run more people off than you're going to attract. So um, I'm going to just leave you with that right there. And then I'm deuces. 
And then, you know, people started to look, you know, and started to say, man, I got to I gotta make a difference in, yeah. in what I'm talking about, what I'm saying sometimes, because, dang on, I could have kept me a Janae, or I could have kept me a Kaya, or I could have stayed in that relationship a little bit longer, and it could have had some more pleasantries to it. Yeah, yeah. There's always something, I feel like, to be learned, and a lot of us, well, nobody likes facing their own bullshit, so when it's bullshit being reflected back at you, in both of the ways that you described, either by somebody holding the mirror or by them being the mirror, it's it's intense for some people. They don't want to do that work. So we get the but results of that. what makes the muscle grow, though? But what, what makes the muscle grow? Continuing to work Resistance. it. Resistance. Yes. Resistance. Resistance. Oh, so what you, resist, what you resist persists. Yep. Okay. Right. Right. Until you get strong enough to do the breakthrough. Wow. So... If I understood correctly before, when you said what you did, um, you'd have to have basically mastered dealing with the soulmates to even get the reward, which you're calling the twin flame. Your phone is uh, your phone is breaking up. Can you repeat that? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Oh, no, you can't hear me. Okay, I can't. Hear, I can hear you now. Can you repeat what you said before about oh. something I heard? Twin flame. Yes, I was saying. So, if I'm understanding correctly, then one would have to be willing to do the work on the soulmates with the soulmates in order to even get the reward, which you said was the twin flame interaction. Absolutely. Okay. I'm working. I'm working like my. I'm working like my next relationship is going to be the twin flame. Or I'm working at the relationship I'm in now is the twin flame. Because that's what love is. Love is giving, seeking nothing in return. And that's what God does. And God is going to determine whether you are worthy of being with that soulmate or not. That soulmate may, may I mean, I'm sorry, that twin flame may be on the other side of the planet, 73 years old, and you're 18. You know, and y'all never connect because you, you, you didn't deserve it. Because for you to come here and have that ultimate experience with that person, including sexuality and intimacy and things like that, y'all are going to have to be around the same age and are going to have to be somewhere where y'all can run into one another, where it may look like a coincidence, but it was all set up by the divine intelligence of the universal mm -hmm. force. I see. So this is why going in, in, in this transcending just a little bit into what I was what I was telling you about early before we got on the call about sometimes it's good to know how to reflect so we do predict some of us do predictive astrology like I can look and see where the moon is at and where the moon is going to be and say boom these things can are about to happen I can see where this mercury coming out of Leo retrograde even though it's in the shadow period now it's not fully finished, I can say, bam, I can do some predictions about what's going to happen. But sometimes it's good to reflect and look back on something that happened and learn more from it. Like, for instance, today, you wrote a Greens Virgo, August 23rd. And last night at 12 o'clock, I had an impromptu call to take a road trip and I was like okay now when I went back and looked at my phone today and did all this reflecting the phone call came and the sun was at Leo 29 degrees 58 minutes but by the time they got to my house it was Virgo 0 degrees 0 minutes okay and, and then so I got the call at Leo but I got in the I got in the RV I got in the vehicle in Virgo and then went to my home city and state where I grew up at to the house my father built and then was on the way back to Atlanta and when I looked because I, I started seeing people on Instagram saying it's Virgo season it's Virgo season what's up zero degrees and so when I looked, and I was like, yes, it's zero degrees. And I was like, wait, it's my father's birthday. Wow. On the 23rd of August, 
And because at 11.30, when it was still in Leo season, I had no intentions on going anywhere. Hmm. I didn't have any intentions on leaving the, leaving the house. It's 11.30. I'm too, I'm, I'm, I'm too gone for that. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we jump on the highway for a six-hour road trip. And when they called, Taurus was rising at 17 degrees. And when I got in the car, it was zero degrees Gemini, which is a trip, which is unexpected short trip. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was Gemini was rising. Sun was at zero degrees, zero minutes in Virgo. And I'm headed to a zero degrees Virgo's place of birth. My father's now an ancestor. He transitioned. Okay. But it wasn't until after we were on the way back, almost back in Atlanta, that I looked at my app. And I just want to say any aspiring astrologers, or if you do astrology, mm -hmm. you need astro gold on your phone. I have it. Yes. I swear by it. Boy, boy, boy. I love astro, astro gold. gold. Now, if you don't want to pay $25 and you have an Android, you could just you download the APK. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I use, I was using Astro Tab. Oh. Astro Tab free. I was using that like religiously, like a Buddhist monk. <laughs> until I paid that $25 for Astro Gold. And now my Astro Tab is like, like a relic that <laughs> dust on it. I still can use it, but it's Astro Gold. But anyway, I, Snatch up Astro Gold, look at the transit. And I was like, oh my God, August 23rd. I was like, that's my daddy's birthday. It's a three o'clock day. I studied Destiny cards as well, by the way. Okay. Shout out to my, shout out to my, uh, my Cardamoncies out there who study in the cards. So today, all, and all of this, and three is Gemini. Yes, third so house. Three o'clock day. Mm -hmm. Gemini was a trip. Zero degrees Virgo. And the reflection let me realize that the spiritual event was the energy of my of my ancestor the energy of my father was influencing all of this hmm. and i have um and i had my i had a, a set of my um a set of my uh, oracle cards and was doing readings like throughout the day and it was just like the communication, I was just like, wow, you're so on point. But then when I saw that his influence was like smothering everything like gravy, I was like, wow, you're coming through the Oracle cards, you know, giving me these messages. And that's what, and, and I look at my father as a soulmate. Yeah, sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Like, Every parent might not be your soulmate because some of your parents is your damn enemy. Mm. Some of these parents came through and they torturing your ass. You Lord have I mean? mercy. Yes, I so, do. Man, this whole, man. <laughs> I'm trying to stick to the subject. but I, I hear you, man. It goes deep. It goes right. deep. It really does. But no, I, I see right. what you're saying. And then the, you know, the universe speaking to you through astrology, making it possible for us to be able to see and understand the patterns and the different transits that are going on and how they relate to our lives. This is the benefit of knowing that information. You're, you're proving it exactly. You have that experience as it was, but then you were able to actually see it in astrological form. Oh my God. And look, to be honest, I didn't even look at the moon position all day today. Straight up. Oh, you did tell you the truth. Did not was not even paying any attention. Like I'm just I'm I have astral gold out right now. So because I, I I'm not I'm, I'm not a fraud. I'm not gonna sit here in front like I was new. Like I'm just telling what the sun was and what the rising sign was. So a lot of people are always like, "What's your moon sign and what's this and what's that?" And all of it matters. All of it matters significantly more than others at different times. So it don't always get caught up in like. Where's just the moon or where's Mercury or yada, yada, yada. But now I see that the moon was an Aquarius under this whole affair. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> actually, you know, actually it started, the moon uh, was in Capricorn mm -hmm. this morning. So the journey started in Capricorn and then ended with the revelation. 
Because that's, you know, that's what Uranus, that's the energy of Uranus and Aquarius. Yes. Is the aha. Aha. Yes. Ooh, or respect the unexpected. So I didn't get the revelation until the moon was in Aquarius, but the moon was in Capricorn while I was, um, and Capricorn is my fifth house. Okay. So that's what I was doing. I was visiting where I grew up as a child. The fifth house is the child. Yes. So the transiting moon was coming through my fifth house. So now, even as a master astrologer, I learn more by just um, by just watching and reflecting on you know on my own day. So yeah, man, this is this is some good stuff right here. Yes, and it is. Man. You you always have such good stuff to share and i'm definitely looking forward to having you on again so we can discuss things at deeper life because it's going it's like going down a rabbit hole with you but each step you explain in such a way that on a wider scale people get it that's the important part all facts that's what we're here to do we'll make sure people get it i don't like um i don't like talking over people's heads uh-huh. that's um that's why I created the um, I created the Keep It Simple Astrology course. Okay. And um, you can find it over at Keep It Simple Astrology Course info. And what I did was made it so a child could understand it. Okay. I made it so it would be in such practical terms that no one no one would feel left out anymore or feel that oh that's over my head i'm not able to grasp that mm, yes you can right right yes you can i don't broke it all the way down for you to the simplest of terms and i'm using a dry erase board and pens because <laughs> i'm old school i make people write it out it makes Coming a stick. Yes. You're going to write it out. <laughs> I can take it, it out, though. It's like they used to do back in the day. Back <laughs> in, back in, if you want to call it Babylon or Timbuktu or Egypt or Greece, if there were no computers, they were learning it by writing it out by hand. Yes. And so my students, my students will too. You're going to learn it by hand. And then also I have, um, I have a student who has four children and she has also used the astrology to help in her homeschooling her children in their math skills. Okay. Because where they got us jacked up at was when they taught us to count by tens. So, you know, we were all taught like it's really easy to count to 10, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, yeah. And then you get to and then you get to um a hundred and you're finished. But Janae, how many degrees are in a circle? Three hundred and sixty. So why didn't they like just make us learn the other two sixty? Why did they just stop us at ten? Hmm. You know? Yeah. And it was a way of keeping us from having that knowledge innately come out of our DNA. So what I did was my teacher reintroduced the system of counting by 30. If you teach your children, this is a little tip for you all. If you teach your children to count by 30, mm-hmm. you're on the way to raising a billionaire. Oh. Because now he's dealing with the whole complete cipher of life. Gotcha. Life is, a, life is a complete circle. So now he can count 30, 60. 90, 120, 150, 
I would be like, uh, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm gonna need more than. I'm gonna need the whole. I'm gonna need the whole 360 player. Yes, need the entire circle. Need the whole of everything. I love the way that you put that. See, that's something to put into practice. I would have never thought that before, just because you know it's just something we've been conditioned with the counting by tens. But you're right. The 360 degrees that automatically now makes me think of a zodiac wheel after picking up astrology. So the <laughs> the symbolism and things is amazing. So that sounds like that course will be right up everyone's alley. Who's just looking for a simplistic way to understand it. Just like you put that. And you also give readings too, right? I absolutely do. Where can my, we find your, um, my, how to book with you? They, um, if somebody would like to get a session with me, they can go to coach K info coach K info. And if they're following me on Instagram, Coach Kair, K H A Y R, the link is in the bio. And then the bio is like the menu. So you can find the astrology course, you can find a consultation, uh, you can find my latest videos that are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. My Facebook lives, I take them and load them up on YouTube. But all of that can be found centrally located via my Instagram. Okay. But if you want to go directly to the course, you can go to coachkastrology.info or keepitsimpleastrology.info. And, um, yeah, that's that's like if you're just ready to go exactly to that. But um, I'm also about to really – that soulmate thing was just placed on my heart to, like, just give that out. But I have – something called prosperity 365 okay that is a course that's coming i have three courses coming prosperity 365 how to hustle and moon magic 28 and they're coming over the next six weeks they're going to be spaced out two weeks apart okay and if people want to get firsthand information on that before everybody else they can go to coachescloset.com Coach's Closet. F Closet. No E. Okay. And just sign up and um for the email. So give me your email and your phone number and what I'm going to give you is a free meditation course. Okay. Because my ideal client is someone who meditates and knows astrology. I see. You want to improve on your astrology game? Meditate. You want to improve on your meditation? Learn astrology. Mm. You put these two things, you put these two things because your mind needs to be clearer when you're going through some of these technical mathematical formulas and things that you're looking at and noticing. Okay. Okay. So um, it's super important to meditate. So I um, also have a, um, a black belt in Tai Chi. And kung fu and martial arts. Okay, okay. Since 2000 and, 2004, and that was one of the key things that my teacher emphasized was meditation. And I think it really sets my students apart. Okay. And because the mind is much calmer, you know, with a, with a, with, with a calmer mind, they are able to. Let the intuition flow better when you're looking at an astrological chart. So sometimes somebody say, how'd you see that? Mm-hmm. And it just came through the intuition. The math prompted the intuition. Right. You know? I see what you so mean. Some people, somebody was asking me something today about how I do relationship readings. Hey, first thing I do is just, I, I may be looking for Venus. I may be looking for aspects to your moon. I may be looking for, you know, a seventh house position. But if your chart just starts singing to me immediately, then, hey, you always have to relate with yourself first. Yes. So I don't, there's some things that, you know, the intuition prompts, like, faster than just saying, what deacon is your Jupiter in? Right. Man, come on, man. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's, not, let's, let's, let's not get all airy-fairy all the time. I so hear you. Let's give people some real stuff that they can use, man. Whew. Yes, I mean, yes. I'm trying, to, 
I'm tired of I'm, I'm tired of the fakery. You probably are too. I am. I am. I feel like for me, I was really nervous when I first started at astrology because my Virgo energy wanted me to dissect and perfect and understand and really not put myself out there until I felt as if I had a really good bead on things, even though I wasn't trusting my own knowledge and intuition. And I laugh because you, you've seen cafe astrology, those grid charts before, right? Unfortunately, I have. <laughs> well, <laughs> since that was the first place that I went in 2012, when I started studying astrology, all I had was my little grid chart. And you couldn't tell me nothing with my grid chart until I saw the wheel and I had, I had a whole panic attack and <laughs> whole panic attack. I'm like, how the hell am I ever supposed to be able to read one of these? And now it's so funny to me because I'm so drawn to it. I feel once you understand certain aspects, then you trust yourself. I had to trust myself with the knowledge I had, plus the intuition, as you were saying. So I saw a great and tremendous improvement in my ability to look at it. I was so happy when I could finally read a wheel chart. Oh my gosh. I didn't know how to act. That's funny. That's funny that you would say that because I've been in so many groups over the last 10 years of people coming into a group and they will post their grid chart (laughs) from Cafe Astrology and say, does anybody want to read my chart? And I often say, go get it. This ain't it. This ain't it. What do you mean? This is what you're learning off of? So, like, it was, and as a matter of fact, I, it was such a long time before I even went to Cafe Astrology to even, before I even knew what that was. As a matter of fact, like, that was my first experience with Uh Cafe Astrology with somebody trying to tell me this is what their chart looks like. And I was like, what the hell is this? You know, like what I, they I giving out? Com and a couple of other different yes. sites. And I was like, yes. I've always known the wheel. So, but I will say, big shout out to Cafe Astrology for motivating me to teach people the real deal. Yes, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Because you definitely need to know the real deal. Some people feel a little overwhelmed. There is a lot to learn, but the willingness to learn has to be there too. And I like that you need your pay, your clients to be the type of people that meditate and have a basic understanding of astrology. I think that really helps whether someone's going to embark on that is what they do or not. It's, I mean, the sacred science is, is worth knowing it has changed my life. I know that much. It definitely has. It's going to keep changing it too. Yep. It's not over. Yep. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I can't wait to have you back on, sir. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> you're I hope so I, welcome. I hope I earned a spot in the rotation. You definitely did. You definitely did. Because, it. I mean, this was just a sample to the Spiritual Gangster Certified audience. But if anybody has caught you on your Facebook Lives or your YouTube, um, please, what's your YouTube channel name? Oh, Coach Kyrie. Okay. Coach Kyrie. Just Google me, baby. Google me. <laughs> Google me. It will definitely to, come if out. You Insta- if you go to Instagram, if you go to, I'm telling you, one stop shopping. If you go to Instagram, find Coach Kyrie. Or you could, um, you could hashtag real life astrology. That's me. That's my hashtag. Okay. And then you, it's going to take you to my page and you will, um, be able to find me. And then go to my, and then go to the bio and just look at, and the link is going to just link you to everything. One stop shopping. Everybody definitely check out Coach K. He's out here doing great things, helping people in such a profound way. Um, y'all definitely look out for him again. Thank you, Coach K, for coming on tonight. I look forward to having you on again. And it's been a pleasure. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so very welcome. And thank everybody again for listening to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. We'll be back later this week. Yes, certified. We definitely crown Coach K, a SGC member. He's he's a Spiritual Gangster Certified. Somebody definitely that we can um, learn so much from that'll better improve our lives. So we thank you for what you do, Coach K.
Uh, thank you so much for the appreciation, and thank you um, for letting me come in tonight and sharing sharing me with your audience. It's very humbling. Thank you. You're so very welcome. And we'll see everybody on the next episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified.